0: Hello and welcome to the Man on the Post weekend review. My name's Chris and joining me as ever we've got Dave. How are you you, Dave on this uh, roasting hot bank holiday Monday? Uh,
1: I am very well thank you.
0: Very well. I, I imagine when the weather's like 30 odd degrees everywhere else, it's it's like a normal like 15 degrees in Newcastle because that's uh, like obviously the equivalent, isn't it? Yeah,
1: pretty much. I mean, we've we've pushed 20 to do, 23 maybe. So
0: Jesus Christ! I what what do they do up there? Like when it gets to that hot, like because obviously it tops off at like five degrees.
1: Uh, <laughs> we just stay indoors. It's mass 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 panic. <laughs>
0: Excellent. Uh, so yeah, we are recording on in Monday uh, this time around uh, as yeah, it's just and it is ridiculously hot, uh, but it gives us a chance to cover all of the excellent football that took place this weekend. Uh, unfortunately, there, will, there wasn't much of that. Um, so it won't be very long. So we'll start off with Friday night. It seems so long ago, uh, but Ev- uh, Villa played at, hosted Everton at Villa Park, uh, where Villa picked up their first three points of the season uh, thanks to new signing Wesley and El Garzi, Uh starting a Trend over the, as we'll be developed over the weekend of substitutes coming on and basically performing out of their skin. Um, I didn't realise until match um, of they were banging on about it, about it. This is the most played fixture in league history.
1: You didn't realise that?
0: No, I didn't. I didn't um, know that Villa Everton was the most played um, thing. It, it
1: comes up like every time it happens. Grand hasn't happened <laughs> for, a few, for a few years, but uh, <laughs> still.
0: Uh, but yeah, uh, did you see the game?
1: Yeah, so just, just as a disclaimer, I've been getting drunk in the woods since Friday, um, but have watched most of the football on uh, on my f- on phones and tablets and things. So um you know, any any opinions that seem a bit strange because I was blind drunk. Um, oh okay. But, yeah, um, I watched this though. It was um, you well, know, I think Everton came on pretty strong in the second half, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: as as we said last week, they seem to be lacking a goal scorer. Um, I think, was it a Iwobi hit the post towards the end yeah, it, it, yeah Iwobi hit
0: that he came off the bench and hit the post didn't he
1: yeah. uh, I, I thought overall the though, Villa probably deserved it as much as it tends to say it
0: mm-hmm. yeah I say that I only saw bits of this because I was at a works party on Friday night but obviously with it being uh, with me living in Birmingham there were a fair few Villa fans I think at one point someone shoved their phone up my nose Brilliant. like cheering saying Villa will Um which was <laughs> great Um but yeah, um Wesley took his goal quite well. He looked, he looked pretty decent. Um it was the first goal Everton have conceded all season. Well, bear in mind we're only three games in, no. All though. season. Oh. <laughs> all season. It just sounds bad, doesn't it? It's like, yeah, why like I think was we alluded to at the end of last week's show, like people are making a big deal at the league table at the moment and stuff like that. But yeah, three games in. Uh but yeah, interesting that Everton started with uh Kian on the bench again. Uh, calvert loon started up front he did actually have a chance to score uh, from what i saw this time around though um uh, but iwobi came off the bench as well obviously he hit the post for them and walcott who was the other substitute who came off the bench also had a cracking chance to put everton back in the game and missed it uh, but no surprise there <laughs> um but yeah say so villa I say so i've said a couple of times on the last couple of shows that villa have looked impressive um I was surprised because, as I say, Everton had looked pretty solid up until now as well.
1: Yeah, it's, um, as you say, obviously Everton hadn't conceded, albeit from two games and Villa hadn't won. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't really expect Villa to win this. Everton should really be better than they are. Um, I think, as we've talked before, the amount they've spent really, when you look about it, across their squad, they should be really in that seventh spot or at least, you know, mm-hmm in and around it now, obviously that, that may well end up being the case, but you do intend tend to get good sides losing to newly promoted teams.
0: Yeah. I say so that, but as we'll, uh, again, a, a trend that we'll come across as we go through the rest of the games, the form book has well and truly gone out the window, uh, this weekend in most cases. Uh, and to be fair, you could probably say that's the case for most of the games this season already. It, it, it's been a strange one. Um, I've sat here for the last two weeks and criticized the, the newly promoted teams apart from Villa. Um, but they, they all seem to be playing a decent level of football. And I think it's going to make it... It's okay we it three games in, but looking at some of the results and some of the ways certain teams are playing at the moment, I think we could be you know, looking at potentially some teams that you wouldn't expect to be in a relegation battle being dragged into it already.
1: Yeah, we've got a very small sample size to work with. But, um, I mean, without spoiling anybody who for some reason listens to this without watching any of the results... There's God, like, don't do that! Don't know, there's like, <laughs> there's, there's like two points between fourth and nineteenth, and that's—I yeah. don't think I ever remember, remember seeing the table like that even after three games. Like, there's always—it normally settles down pretty quickly in the pattern of you know three or four teams being ahead of the pack, mm-hmm. um, which may, or, again, may not have been the case in a few weeks' time. But I don't think I ever remember seeing it so that only one club hasn't won after three weeks.
0: Yeah, which is really, really unusual. Uh, anything else you want to say about Friday's game before we move on?
1: Um, not especially. Uh, I, I just Villa probably deserved it overall.
0: Mm-hmm. say, so it, it was nice to see Wobie, um, you know, playing well. You know, obviously he's the best footballer in the in the country, and he'll show that while he's with Everton. On to Saturday's games then. So the early game uh, saw another newly promoted side, Norwich, host uh, Frank Lampard's Chelsea FC trademark uh, in the early kickoff. Uh, Tammy Abrahams came back in for Olivier Giroud uh, as Frank Lampard uh, rotates his pack. Um, Norwich played their usual attacking football. I, I didn't realise that there was that much youth in, across Norwich's team. Uh, I say that three of their back four are under 22. Um, I think Grant Hanley. Does it I think does it make Grant Hanley the old man in that group? Because I'm pretty oh, sure he's over 22. Oh, absolutely. Even, even for Scott, he's older than 22. Like. I was going to say, has yeah, been he's been around a while, hasn't he? Um, but, yeah, uh, Ross Barkley came back into Chelsea's lineup only because Pedro got injured in the warm-up. Uh, obviously, Frank Lampard isn't picking on form because Pedro was terrible last weekend. Mm. Um, Interestingly enough, Frank Lampard's Derby County FC trademark were the last team to beat Norwich at Carrow Road, uh, so it was no surprise that Chelsea went there and won 3-2. Um, did
1: you see this game before I go on? A
0: bit of a yeah, I, I saw bits, not, not the whole game again because I was recovering from uh, oh, said staff too, yeah. do. Um, but yeah, I saw, I saw I saw a decent amount of it.
1: Yeah, um, Pookie for for Norwich. Have you, seen, mm-hmm. do you see his goal?
0: Uh, let me think. Let me think.
1: So he gets to, he gets played down the mm. channel and he he scores some.
0: Didn't he smash it from like an angle? Yeah, and the keeper, yeah, yeah, yeah. The keeper
1: gets like a hand on it, but it's the old crisp Packard hand and it just goes straight through it. Mm-hmm. Like I saw him get the chance, and like I, said, I was watching on a, on a phone screen, and I thought, "There's no way he's going to score from there." And then he did, but I, I just, the keeper should have saved. us. like I don't, I, I don't rate the like particularly. Um, I know Ryan, the Chelsea fan, thinks he's the best keeper in the world or something. Which <laughs> I, I mean, he's all right, but for the what appeared from me he, he doesn't. He, this happens too often for me. He's not. Yeah,
0: just, uh, I, I don't think he's he's like top five goalkeepers in the Premier League.
1: No, I'd, I'd agree with that. And. I mean, fair play to Pookie because as a striker, you he just hit the target and you know, mm-hmm. what will be will be. And he's obviously a very good finisher from the amount of goals he got last season. Um, but he should never have been scoring from that ankle.
0: He's on form though, isn't he? He's Premier League top scorer at the moment. I think that was his fifth goal of the season. Good. You know, newly promoted team, five goals in your first three games.
1: No, you can't kind of knock it. No, no, it's not, it's you not just, a fluke. But,
0: uh, you, you just sometimes have those runs, don't you, where every, everything goes your way?
1: He's a, he's a tireless runner as well. He does a lot of good work for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he set up the goal, I believe. He did, yeah. Uh, for for uh, Cantwell, is it? Mm-hmm. And I believe Cantwell set his goals up last weekend, so they're looking quite promising. What
1: a lovely, lovely time
0: that <laughs> uh, But yeah, Tammy Abraham scored twice. He um, looked all right. It, it, Took two, surprisingly, two, two good finishes. Yeah, yeah. Surprisingly, you know, Lampard dropped him last weekend. Um, there was talk that it was because of all the, the abuse mm-hmm. he'd been getting online and stuff. But Lampard said he just preferred Giroud. Uh, you know, offered him a, a little bit different. But I thought Abraham had a great game.
1: I think Lampard, as we said last week, is a successful season for Chelsea is getting these youngsters blooded, and mm-hmm. uh, if that means playing Tammy Abraham in you know maybe thirty league games. At least they'll know whether he's going to be any good or not at the end of that. Because they kind of uh-huh. go on as they are now, where they've got the stockpile of, you know, let's say 20 players who are probably under the age of 23, who, they, who they've been farming out. Um, how many of them actually go on and play for Chelsea in previous years?
0: Yeah. Not, so, um,
1: not, not that many, really. Um, I
0: am, I imagine that team in, in the Netherlands that they generally loan everyone to <laughs> is having a terrible season.
1: They probably are. Um, I mean, I would... Just going on a tangent here. I don't know if you were surprised as I am to find that League Catamal signed for not only a Dutch club, but a Dutch Premier League club. And gone, what? Whatever they're called. What? Um, I, I didn't know this. Oh, yeah, yeah. He went on a. Sunland released him because um, he's on like 50 grand a week or something in, in League One. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, I think it's Steve Bruce was trying to take to chef Wed, but then obviously Steve Bruce is no longer chef Wed manager. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he signed for um, is it Venlo or VV Venlo? I don't know what the. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, there'll be some like second or third tier Dutch side. No, no, Premier League side or Eredivisie. Oh. Er- sorry. To, oh, excellent. To, to, to so now we brand.
0: So for any gamblers out there, you can just start lumping your money on the amount of red cards in that well, division. Shooting you know? off. Funny you should mention that. On his
1: debut, he came on after some like 73 minutes and got booked on 84. So. Oh, uh, I thought you were gonna say he got sent off. No, no, give it time. He needs, uh, he needs a bit of time to work his magic, but uh, he's off to a great start.
0: Oh, excellent! So, talking to tenacious midfielders, uh, Mason Mount looking impressive. Uh, kind of pushed out onto the left uh, t- in this game because of Pedro's injury. Obviously, Barkley was mo- moved more inside, uh, but he scored again. That's two and two for the man.
1: Yeah, looks good. Like him, um, I mm-hmm. thought actually um, Chelsea's sort of three behind the striker were good at um, but Kovacic behind them, was, that's as good as I've ever seen him play. Yeah,
0: he looked like he had a good game. I say, the guys on Match of the Day were saying how, how good a game he is. Uh, the, one thing, the one note I have got not, not down here about the uh, Chelsea midfield, though, I noticed, and this is obviously as the, the boss, Ross, made us watch a lot of Derby County last season, uh, <laughs> they don't often give the ball away in midfield a lot like Chelsea, and this is something, okay, they were boring as hell last season, it wasn't something they were particularly guilty of then.
1: No, no, that's true, but they're more productive now, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, there is that. Um, it's
1: more it's more, it's more, more fun to watch. I'm much happier watching Chelsea mm-hmm. this season than I was last season. Um, I just think Jorginho is holding them back. I know we, we just said they, keep, they give the ball away a lot, and he generally doesn't, but he also offers nothing whatsoever.
0: Yeah, didn't he give the ball away for one of the goals and create a foul for the other or something probably, like that? Probably,
1: yeah, but I just think if, if you put Cante in there alongside Kovacic or whoever they want to play in there, it just seems more natural. J- Jorginho just seems to be like a—he's a bit of a passenger.
0: Mhm. I was gonna say, and we we say Barkley looked good, considering he was a late addition to the squad, and and Mount's going from strength to strength to strength. So, you know, if they can uh, hope, nail it down,
1: I hope his injury's not too bad. He came off with a calf towards the end. Um, because mm-hmm. I'd like to see him get a you know a long run in the team. Because unfortunately for Chelsea, if if you get injured, you lose the shirt to you know Barkley, Willie and Pedro, I guess. Um, yeah. Any of these established players, and if, they, if they do well, it's a lot harder to drop them. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, if you if you mount or to an extent Pulisic or anyone like that, if you lose your place in the team, it's not all that unexpected.
0: Oh, God, I completely forgot the Pulisic didn't even play. Did he play on the right? Oh, did he come on? No. That's or the, did he start? He started. D- but, but did he not even notice oh, in
1: well, any... Well, I say he did. Like I said, I had no sound. So, like, unless I've just really not not identified him particularly well, but I'm pretty sure he did.
0: Yeah, I don't remember hearing his name or anything. I completely i have completely forgotten about him to be Let's fair. just us check
1: in case I've got like Pulisic on the brain. I've just, <laughs> just been calling somebody Pulisic for the sake of it. Uh where
0: are we are. Trying to think who else would have played in okay, that role. Sure because, so Kante, I know Kante was out injured.
1: Because Pedro got injured, Barkley came in, Mount was yeah. to the left, Pulisic went yeah. to the right and uh, Barkley played like in the, the ten, I guess you'd call it. Um, yeah yeah, he played he played eighty four minutes.
0: Bloody hell. So he did the Dominic-Calvin-Lewin role this weekend then. Oh, sure. you're considering he's put £50-odd million pounds for a player, I didn't see him during the game and I definitely didn't hear his name mentioned on much of the Day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, so uh, what else have I got written down here? Oh, so VIR had an interesting uh, outing in this game, shall we say. Uh, Martin Atkinson gave a goal which where there was a blatant foul on, uh, on the goalkeeper. Uh, uh, Zuma... Tapped it in, I believe it was. Uh, but VAR decided, nah, you, well, you're, not, you're not having that. I, I, and
1: again, I had no sound. So when this happened, I was like, ah, it's a free kick. It was only when I watched Master Day back that actually, I saw he'd given the goal in the first place. And then I, yeah. I reversed the decision. But there, I never, at no point did I think, oh, that looks legit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was one them that you see the whistle go straight away for every time and stuff. And then I was like, well, was it gone to a VAR review? Should the the referees given this? Yeah. Um yeah, it t- turned out the referee yeah, had given the goal instead. Like, like, uh,
1: like sometimes you see these back and you think, oh, the keeper's got away with one there. But quite literally this time, Krull caught the ball and was it Giroud just like piled in? Yeah, Gir-
0: Giroud literally <laughs> piled into him. Like, yeah. it, the, the most blatant yeah. foul you, you, you have ever seen. <laughs> um, they are involved again, though, where Chelsea probably should have had a penalty. Uh, Aspicolec, yeah, whatever his name is, the Spanish right-back, centre-back, left-back, uh, being fouled, wasn't given.
1: I really don't like them. I know that's not relevant what you just said, but I don't like. I don't, I don't like So it wasn't a penalty. There you no, go. So definitely, definitely not.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, interesting enough as well. This was Chelsea's youngest lineup in the Premier League since 1994. I love these little facts that they shout out on Match of the Day. I'm thinking, right, I'll write that down. And then I think I probably shouldn't use them because people just think I'm copying Match of the Day. But it's more. In- it's more interesting for any of the other notes I've put down here, whatsoever. Um, usually it's just like, pictures of Frank Lampard with arrows in his head. Um, <laughs> but yeah, fair play to Norwich. They scored two goals and they look threatening.
1: Yeah, I think um, a friend of mine made a good point this weekend that uh, Carroll Road will probably finish as the ground with the most goals this season. Um narrowly really beating the Etihad, but like, I think a lot of games at Carrow Road will finish like 3-2 or... Three one as it was last week, or you know, it both teams mm. to score seems like a fair bet when they're playing because fair play to them they stuck their and so far like they said they would, where they they, yeah. would, they would attack um, the way they, they've always have done. Um, and it's the league's so kind of scabby at the minute that they'll pick up a fair few wins just by playing the, like the likes of Newcastle at home, like they did last week. Um, Chelsea are obviously a bit better than Newcastle, so shouldn't be too surprised. But you, you wouldn't be that shocked if they beat a lot of the bottom half sides there.
0: Yeah, as I say, I've said since the start of the season that I wondered how long Norwich would keep this going before reverting back to Championship, you know, well-promoted sides, backs to the wall type football. Mm. And I'll be honest now, I'm I'm doubting they will do that. They t- seem to have this setup that 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 works for them, and and it say like it worked against Chelsea. I I think this game could have finished as a draw. Chelsea, you know, didn't run away with it in in any way.
1: No, it was good. They give as good as they get. And as I say, there'll be a few games where they'll, you know, they'll win 2-1 or they lose 2-1. It, it could just be how it goes on the day. Um, but as I say, if they've got an informed goal scorer, and if they can get them the ball, which they seem quite adept at doing, and then that's half the battle, isn't it? So,
0: yeah. uh, so on to the three o'clocks then. Uh, so ooh, which one do we start with? Uh, for once, the three o'clocks are pretty easy. So as we've done the other two promoted sides, we'll start with the third promoted side. Uh, Sheffield United uh, at home at to uh, Leicester City uh, this weekend I never knew Jamie Vardy was a Sheffield Wednesday fan but every time he was mentioned on fucking TV this week everyone was talking about it to the point where Chris Walder wouldn't even say his name wow have you not seen any of this
1: well I, I saw on match today um, he scored and the commentator was like oh, it was inevitable with his Sheffield, uh, Sheffield Wednesday connections and I was like mm-hmm. oh right I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't even know he was from Sheffield I knew he'd like played for Halifax but that doesn't mean anything like
0: he played for everybody though, really, hasn't he? Uh but yeah, it was there was a lot of build up on Sky on like Friday on Friday afternoon, Saturday afternoon, talking about him being a uh, a Sheffield Wednesday fan, it was inevitably he was going to score against them and all this. And then I found out that he'd scored against them eighteen months ago when they played each other in the cup, so it wasn't that much of a big deal. Oh. Um uh, but I did also notice that when when he scored and he was celebrating that Jamie Vardy was playing with earplugs in. Was he? Yeah. Oh, I if
1: thought, you, I thought he put like his fingers in his ears. I thought it was just
0: you know. yeah. So he, he cupped his fingers to his ears, uh-huh. and obviously the cameras are zooming in on him. But he had like he had something in his ear, like like an earplug or cotton ball or something. So I don't know. I'm guessing he doesn't normally do that because <laughs> yeah. playing football like that would be quite difficult, really. That's insane. Like what? Like
1: communication is everything chris like mm-hmm. that'd be like me and you doing this like, without being able to hear the one <laughs> talk <laughs> it's just
0: yeah yeah I, I thought it was really really strange or whether he's got some kind of ear infection or it's just because they were they, they were talking on sky and i think it was mentioned on match of the day as well that that it was really loud in 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 bramall lane um which is i don't know how many it holds because it's it's like an old one of the old-fashioned football stadiums isn't it still um You know, but that many rabid fucking Sheffield United fans, Well, Maybe just Chris Morgan was there shouting outside or something. Maybe Um,
1: maybe he's going swimming afterwards and he just thought he'd be prepared.
0: Maybe. Maybe Maybe that's why he did his celebration, because he genuinely couldn't fucking hear what was going on. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, you know, I I just thought, if you see the clip, because I guarantee they'll show the clip again at some point on Sky because they milk these sorts of things. Just generally have a look. He had... Fucking, he had. I don't know if it was both ears because you can only see the one side, obviously. But he had something blocking his ear, unless he's wearing a headset. Play, the players have done that in the past, haven't they? That's a new yeah. thing. Like... I can, I can imagine uh, Brent, Brendan being like, "Oh, Jamie, you're brilliant. You are in his ear throughout the whole game." Imagine uh, that. <laughs> but yeah, um, Leicester, Leicester looked pretty good again. Attacking. Okay, I know. I know it's Sheffield United and whatever, uh, and they're overlapping centre-backs and, and all that, which actually cost them this week. That's what gave away Vardy's goal. I One guess. of their centre-backs decided to come up and overlap, and well, at least I think that's what overlapping centre-backs well, look like.
1: That's the problem with their system. I, mean, like, I think Leicester will be better away from home than they are at home just because of the, the players they've got and how they can you know, turn over possession and all of a sudden Vardy's in behind. Uh, and I imagine Sheffield United's tactics would play those uh, those tactics quite well. Um, Did you
0: exist? Chris Walder after the game.
1: I did, where he said he was going to cancel his dinner reservations or something I'll oh, bring them forward. I mean, I don't really listen to him, but something to do with he wasn't happy anyway.
0: Well, they did. The, the, obviously, everyone does the thing because Sheffield United seem to be this the plucky, you know, plucky underdog side. Uh, I think people need to remember this isn't when Saturday comes and Sean Bean isn't coming off the fucking bench for them. Um, but yeah, and he was like, "Oh, you going?" I got to praise your lads' effort, and he was like, "No." no we're not we're not here for fucking effort basically well, um, I which mean, I I, thought, I respect which, for, yes. yeah yeah I, I kind of enjoyed that but obviously we're going to hear about Sheffield United's effort, effort a lot but if it means they're losing every weekend I'm happy to hear those interviews they're um, their 20 million signing from um, Swansea now I'd never really heard of him but apparently he scored 20 goals in the championship last season um, but it seems everybody scored 20 goals in the championship last season because didn't Pookie finish top scorer in oh, the championship last he, season he got, he
1: got many um, but for a good team
0: yeah, and I think that Mopay, who's signed for Brighton, is it? he got yep. 20-odd goals in the Championship last season, uh-huh. so obviously the Championship's getting a lot easier, it seems. Um, but yeah, he came off the bench, again, a trend uh, of, of players coming off the bench and scoring. Uh, his, his, his first goal for the club. Um, I didn't see much else from him. I don't know much about him, but he's kind of high, highly rated. He's a good header. Hmm? Yeah, of oh, good,
1: good power in it from... Uh... He didn't seem that big, really, I didn't think, but... Uh managed to get a good hit on that yeah
0: uh but again uh he, he's 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 uh his light was dimly quiet by another substitute coming off the bench harvey barnes and harvey barnes only scores bangers it seems that was a good hit on not it <laughs> quality I'm, I'm not sure if it was his first touch or or whatever but yeah absolute brilliant finish and i think uh i think it was him anyway um in these post-match interview, uh, I remember one of the players on match a day. Uh, they, the interviewer turned around and says, uh, "What did the manager say to you to come on?" And he was like, "To hit them like that." Hmm. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure, pretty sure it was Harvey Barnes. He did it. Um, but yeah, Leicester looks look good going forward. Uh, I know it's going to hurt, but even Perez looks a different player in this team.
1: Yeah, we won't start scoring until February. That's tend to be how how we operate, but. Uh... There's a lot I like about Leicester. There's, they've got a lot of good players I, I like. Obviously, Madison's great. TaylorMans is great. Um, mm. Vardy, no one knows how old he is, which can only help. And now he's deaf, so, I mean, <laughs> no, no one will ever know how old he is.
0: I love uh, that um, uh, Macho there were banging on about this barren spell that Jamie Vardy had been in because he hadn't scored for four games. Oh, dear me.
1: <laughs> so, I'll book at him. <laughs> I um, know, yeah. But, no, if Leicester keep everybody fit, um, I think there'll be... Uh, there'll be in, in the mix for that seventh sixth kind of spot. Um, mm. The only thing I'm not sure about is what if Vardy gets injured. For I mean, you know, you say about any team really. If your best player gets injured, what happens? But KLSI Ayanacho hasn't scored for like 400 games, whatever it is. So that will be a concern. <laughs> Natcho,
0: yeah, but, yeah. For a second, I thought who? And I thought, oh god, yeah, Natcho's still there, isn't um, But yeah, it was. Yeah, I was re- I was really impressed with with, with Leicester again. Uh, next what have I got on my list now oh, we'll go to the South Coast Derby there's quite a few of them this season uh, Brighton versus Southampton although I am just realising I know Ross is listening to this and I'm really really sorry but I didn't write the score down for this game I know Southampton won and they scored twice well, they won 2-0 yeah. was it 2-0 I couldn't remember if Brighton scored that was what I was panicking for well, they,
1: they did score but it got ruled out because Dan Burn for the second week in a row was offside so. yeah, yeah,
0: i say yeah Lewis Louis Dunk had an effort roll there, wouldn't he
1: I feel we need to talk about Dan Burn. Like, how has how, okay. how has this happened? How has he become a like a Premier League starter?
0: Like, I, I, to be fair, I'd never really heard of him. I mean, in, he until was, not...
1: he was um, bought by Felix Magath for Fulham. You know when the, mm-hmm. when he, that man yeah he, yeah, charged, yeah. he bought him <laughs> yeah. and he was terrible. And then he got like shipped out to Wigan, I think, and various other not Premier League clubs. <laughs> And he's like six foot one hundred, and was born. In well, that,
0: that's why he's starting for Brighton, isn't it? And he
1: was born in Blythe, which is not too far from where I live, and uh, he um, shouldn't be a Premier League player, but here he is, um, costing Brighton two goals in two weeks.
0: Yeah, you know, but if he's, you know, a big lump, which he looks like he is, he, he, is, he, he's. he fits. He fits the Brighton mould. It's like um, I was surprised when Brighton got rid of that lad. who's at Rangers now. Oh, Goldson. Goldson, because he he had a, he, he was the one who had a health problem, didn't he? Yes. I think and he, he came did. back from a health problem, and he he when he came back, I remembered him scoring on his return game, you know, and he was a goal scoring centre back, mm. and he's he's scoring goals in Scotland. Although I reckon I could still get a handful of goals in Scotland at the moment. Um, I was surprised they got rid of him, and then obviously Dan Burn is the reason why.
1: I guess he probably just wants to play, as you say, he's been through quite a bit. He probably doesn't want to sit on Brighton's bench because he wasn't going to get in ahead of. Uh... Duffy or Dunk in the in the system was he?
0: Yeah, true. When that Uh, now
1: he is probably thinking, what if Dan Burton get a game then?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Talking people getting games. Glenn Murray was on the bench, Dave. I know. Brighton lost.
1: Oh well, I mean, he'd be back in (laughs) for that that, special. That's what, yeah. Now his replacement's been locked up for GBH for (laughs) for trying to break the back. absolutely shocking tackle, isn't it? One of the worst tackles I've seen.
0: I I don't know what he was doing. It was earlier in the game. It was what within fifteen minutes or so. Um, it was
1: the first was definitely the first half I d I don't know.
0: Yeah.
1: It, but, I mean
0: uh, uh, awful. Yeah, awful. Yeah. I say I didn't think that Brighton played that badly with with ten men, no. from what I saw no, from no, the highlights.
1: Not at all, no, I thought they did yeah. quite well. Um so that played it about right though. Obviously got the goal at a good time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh from another sub. Uh yeah. is it Janetbo, is it?
0: Yeah, Giannepo, I think it was like his first touch of the ball, basically, uh, was to bring the ball inside and then smash it in from 20 yards. Good
1: goal. And then yeah, uh, another one who surprised us back in the Premier League, Buffal, um, who I think they loaned out last year, maybe. But he
0: Yeah, was... he's he's really highly rated, though, isn't he? Yeah. Like, uh, when he came in, they talked about how good he was, and then he hasn't done anything. Well,
1: and... I think they got loaned out probably by Mark Hughes, and they were probably thinking fancy that Mark Hughes couldn't get a tune out of somebody and then they have obviously bring them back to a, a decent manager and he's all of a sudden good again so maybe we shouldn't be that surprised but he, well um,
0: yeah because um who else you got Ward Prowse he's playing well again
1: yeah and the, I like the front three Redmond Ings mm-hmm. and uh Jay Adams
0: I see I didn't see much of tried in this game
1: no I don't even know but, he oh, played, I, but yeah I, I I like know. and he's another one who got like 25 in
0: the championship last season yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, you know in in the yeah, highest scoring league in the world by the well, well time <laughs> uh, but yeah D- uh, Dunks effort was ruled out by VAR I don't, I don't know why he even went to that decision i say. it say ridiculous I, I
1: think Byrne was offside and also sitting on the goalkeeper he was in front <laughs> fr- yeah
0: blatantly standing, I think he was on the goalkeeper's toes yeah, do it. basically but um, yeah, Nathan Redmond, another much improved player. We've spoken about him a few times at the back end of last season. Uh, he he scored the second. Um the only other note I've got for this game is that the Cardiers miss. But I think it would probably have been ruled out for for offside, to be fair, when I when I looked at the replay again. Uh, the one where he hit the post late on. Oh yes, uh, well. Um but yeah, they so say Brighton a much more attacking team and you know, um, could, could cause a few upsets this season because yeah. I, I expected them to go straight back down to be fair but Graham Potter just seem to have, have, have got some magic out of them
1: well it started well with that win at uh, Watford I think it was wasn't it but um, they've then got draw with West Ham and a home loss to Southampton so oh. they, you know they're not necessarily any better off right now but they, they're, they're playing better
0: yeah okay on to Saturday's other games uh, Dave do you know what happened Fifteen years ago on Saturday. Uh,
1: I don't know what happened on Saturday.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fifteen years ago Saturday, Mark Noble made his debut for West Ham in a League Cup tie. So in true fashion, he scored a first minute penalty as West Ham uh, went to Watford and came away 3-1 winners. Uh, It does seem it looks like this result may have cost uh, Javier Grazie his job. Uh, although the, apparently there are there are rumours now coming out that the uh, owners are behind him at least until the international break.
1: Well, next weekend they are up here playing Newcastle, and if you know if he, if, they, if, he, if he loses to Steve Bruce's Newcastle and goes four uh, games mm. and four losses, I don't think he'll be back after the international break. <laughs> Just a hunch. Um, I, I mean, your mate Troy Dean—he's now gone for surgery, hasn't he? So he's out for a couple of months. Um, so that won't help them, or maybe it will, who knows, um, yeah. but West Ham uh, fully deserves this from, from what I've seen.
0: Mm-hmm. Looked very well, looked very good, uh, Anderson came back into the side, Hallow was back, uh, obviously he came in and he scored t- scored his first two goals for the club, and boy does that boy like an overhead kick.
1: Oh, he can't get enough of those overhead
0: kicks. <laughs> he attempted a few, <laughs> well, uh, scored one though, so.
1: He did score one, I mean, granted, it was pretty much an open goal, but still, he still did it, and that's the main thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, he looks pretty good, though. I think we said like when we saw him the first weekend of the season, he he, he looks good, and him and Anderson together. Yeah, you know, look like I think they're going to cause a few teams problems. Although um,
1: Flip Anderson gets my m- moment of the weekend for uh, bottling a tackle with Ben Foster to the point where he pretty much got out of the way and let Ben Foster shoulder <laughs> sho- sho- barge him off the ball. <laughs>
0: yeah, and yeah, oh, that was that was the one where bo- uh, he came running out on it yeah. and then like, cle- cleared it like a centre back. Uh, um, big fan, but of him. yeah, but yeah, I'd say uh, let's say they got a first minute penalty. Uh, I think it was Decore who just comes slamming into Lanzini. Um, a minute in, um, obviously Noble was always going to take it, and his, his uh, anniversary, I suppose. Um, but yeah, uh, Will Hughes, I believe it was missed an open goal for Watford. He did, yeah. Uh, but as I say I wasn't sure if it was Will Hughes. That was, um, but there aren't that many Albino's playing for Watford, uh, so a good uh, chance it, it was, it was it, him. It I was like,
1: was that?" Hughes or decoria and I decided it was definitely
0: Hughes. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Sky, I, they didn't show any of this on the Match of the Day highlights, but when Sky was showing the highlights, there were a couple of instances where uh, Watford players, like six yards out, managed to put the ball nearly out the stand. <laughs> no, so the, yeah, the, the, the chances they missed. And I say, when I watched it on Match of the Day... That they didn't seem to show hardly any of them, um, but yeah, Wat- Watford missed a fair few chances. So it wasn't like they were playing terribly and not creating anything. Uh, Delafeu looked quite lively, uh, especially when he was diving in the box again. Um, but say uh, Andre grace uh, scored again, which doesn't seem to happen very often. So that's probably his goals for the season all done and dusted. Um, but yeah, that's... There's not much else to say. But it was a decent game. Uh, the interesting thing I did find is in the post-match interview uh, when they interviewed Halla after the game. They're like, "Oh, you know, two goals and whatever." He thought he'd had a bad game. Really? Yeah, he, he yeah. was not. He said he wasn't happy with his performance. He said, "If I can score two goals and play like that every week, I'll be, I'll, I'll, you know, <laughs> I suppose it's uh, a good thing." But yeah, he was not happy with how he played, uh, which I, you know, he's pretty promising to be fair.
1: Ah well, I mean, I, I liked the, what I saw against Man City, where it was just a bit like Rondon for us last year, it was holding holding the ball up well, bringing others in. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, they got you know smashed a bit in the end. But uh, that's not where West Ham's scene is going to be won or lost. Whereas this kind of game is, so signs are quite good for them.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Only one more Saturday game. Yeah, just the one. Just the one. I'm just checking what I've missed. Yeah, one more. Uh, Crystal Palace uh, visitors us to Old Trafford uh, after Man United's cracking start to the season and came away with their first ever win against Man United. Now, I'm not sure that fact's true, but I haven't done that much digging. I find it strange that Crystal Palace have never beaten Man United. Whatever. Apparently not.
1: Just in the Premier League era. uh,
0: Yeah, that probably is more, you know, you'd you'd think if I'm going to spit these facts out, I'd probably do some actual (laughs) research, but it's been too hot. Um, But yeah, Gary Cahill made his first start for Palace. Uh... Interesting enough, so it was a 2 1 win for Palace with two goals in the last minute. One of them was a Man United equaliser on the 92nd minute, I believe it was, and then one was a Crystal Palace winner in the 97th minute. Um, Man United had 80% possession at the point they conceded the first goal, uh, where Jordan AU. It is Jordan AU who Palace, isn't it? It is, yes. uh, Yeah. Well, brother Wicked, uh, when he uh, scored against the a runner play after a flick on, uh, where uh, Victor Lindelof was, a, was just casually out jumped by Jeffrey Schlupp, uh, he slightly passed David de Gea to put uh, Palace one nil up. Um, this could have been a different game though. Gary Cahill could probably have been sent off.
1: Um, yeah, probably should have been. I, I guess. I guess the argument was that the defender would have got round, but I, I really don't think he would have done.
0: Yeah, let's say. Yeah, you know the, the. I know last man, is is you know, there's differences. Yeah, depending on which way the balls go in and stuff, and it's Gay Cahill uh, yeah. and stuff. like that, you and know, it was, but yeah,
1: and it was out the box, which again. It's meant to be a red card if it's denying a goal for, yeah, for an opportunity. Because it was on
0: Marshall, wasn't it? Who yeah. probably would have scored, to be fair. Well, probably, yeah, because yeah. he's a very good finisher as well, but I don't know if they uh, take that into consideration. Um, but a, a pattern seems to be emerging at Old Trafford in the fact that another penalty was missed.
1: <sighs> yeah, I mean, you couldn't, I say you couldn't script it, but everyone pretty much did, in not they? <laughs> yeah, as basically. As over, those, <laughs> so, oh, here we like go. A thousand people around the country went, wouldn't <laughs> it be funny if he missed? And then, uh, followed by her, let Pogba take the next one. And it, uh, I mean, it's funny because it's not us, but um, well, it wasn't even a bad penny, just he was a bit unlucky. Yeah, he cast, the cast post, Inside the post, yeah, but...
0: Yeah, it wasn't Pogba's standards of terrible. Uh, the other pattern that seems to be emerging is Daniel James was booked for diving nah. for the second time in a week, but he wasn't a dive this time, this, really, this was it? it was
1: harsh. I thought he yeah. was definitely fouled, but unfortunately, once you do it once, it's like Boy Who Cried Wolf, isn't it? I, I was should... going to say,
0: is he getting that reputation already? It
1: looks like it, yeah, but he does travel that quickly. Um, mm-hmm. It's probably quite easy to make it look like you've been clipped, so he's, he's going to have his work cut out to actually getting any free kicks now, but... Um, he scored a very nice goal. Like,
0: Yeah, he looks a very good player. He
1: had... Um, there was only one place he could put that, really. And he, with minimal back lift, was put it in the top corner. I thought it was a very nice finish, but... Uh, yeah. I mean, That's
0: it, two, two goals in two games at Old Trafford for him, I think.
1: That's nah, not, not a bad run, is it?
0: Uh, it? David, um, David sorry, De, Gea De Gea probably should have yep. saved
1: Van Arnold's goal.
0: Well, yeah. David De Gea a couple of years ago would definitely have saved it, but... Yeah, it, it, it was poor, wasn't it?
1: As you say, he's got, that, he's got that, that streak in him now where he just keeps throwing one in every couple of weeks, which was unheard of a few years ago, but now it seems to be uh, at least once a month.
0: Oh, you go, Ross has just informed me that apparently Man United fans are furious with Daniel James because he had the audacity to celebrate his goal and not run back to the centre circle. Well,
1: maybe if he celebrated a little bit longer, they wouldn't have time to go. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe, but don't you know they've got time to celebrate while they do the VAR check anyway. Well, that's so true. Yeah. They do a VAR check after every go- after every 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 goal, so uh, you know he, he had those thirty seconds to stand smugly in front of I the uh, stepford Road in
1: with his arms folded. Then some I can't remember who it was now came and I waved him back and was like, "Well, get over it."
0: Nice, well, you know they're, they're they're big thing at the moment. The rest of them are playing terribly, uh, but yeah. Van Harnock, I say it was um, Zahu who ran through wasn't it? it kind of just broke to uh, Van Harnock for him to, yeah, sl- to yeah, slot yeah. away. Uh, but there were a couple of the chi- times where Palace had chances like that. Did you see the one where three Palace players fell over each other? Yes. Rather okay. than scoring? I mean, they were just uh,
1: like, throwing their bodies at it to try and score. And then the, the comment that <laughs> matter there was like, Piatti uh, is in an offside position. I was like, how on earth can you hit any of them are <laughs> definitely on or offside? It's just as the old swarm tactic of trying to get the ball in, but. Um, I saw the most horrendous stat I think I've ever seen. Where um, I I don't know who it was on Twitter, so if you happen to listen to this, you know, you
0: you, could This this isn't the one about Ole's record, is it? It it is. Oh, uh, do you know what? I almost mentioned it and then thought, even I can't go there. So off you go, sir. Oh,
1: really? Under the bus for me, is it?
0: No, yeah, go for it.
1: it, it, Was it his record is worse than um, Man United's record after the Munich Air disaster? So yeah, what they're saying is that Solskjaer's record with the uh, you know a full isn't it team, the, same? Wins, is exactly the same. Three wins, as... three
0: three wins, three draws, nine defeats exactly. in fifteen games.
1: Exactly the same as a, a team who had uh, been decimated.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
1: I mean, who finds these kind of stats? Who, who goes? You know what? This is poor, but was it as poor as uh, 1958? Like, it's just an odd thing to look at, isn't uh, it?
0: Yeah, it, it is weird, but. I think it, it's not a happy place, Old Trafford, at the moment. Um, you know, the the players don't look happy. You know, Pogba was, I don't know, he's, he just gives the ball away so often.
1: Yeah.
0: It, it's ridiculous. It's interesting, though. Uh, I think it was when Daniel James scored, perhaps. So, Pogba gave the ball away, won the ball back again. And then, as he played the ball, Zaha took him out. Oh, yes. Yeah, so... And there he was. It was for James's goal. And, and then James went and scored. I think it was for the card anyway. but if that if Man United hadn't carried on playing, Zaha would have been sent off. Because it's that new rule, rule now, isn't it as well? What's that? Where if, if if there's a foul that that could potentially lead to a red card, if the if the team takes the advantage and plays on, the red card can't be given.
1: good. Oh,
0: yeah, it, it, it's it's there's probably more to it, uh, and somebody who knows the game a better better than we do we could probably like, clarify it. But I'm I'm positive there's a rule now where if if a red card would normally be given if, and the game was stopped, if the if the team with the advantage continues, the 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 biggest punishment that can be given will be a yellow card.
1: Well, that seems stupid, but
0: uh, you know. but I'm I'm sure Dan, I'm sure Man United definitely had a chance from it. I can't remember if it was for James's goal or not, and nah, um, stuff like that. Do you think Solskjaer sees out the season? Um, no, I don't. Do you think Pogba stays? Bearing in mind the transfer window is still open.
1: Yeah, I think I think he'll stay. I think ultimately Solskjaer will go um, at some point. I don't know when, but they'll get sick of him sooner or later because I don't rate him as a manager. I don't buy into this whole oh, you know all is at the wheel he knows the club which is my least fa- my least favourite saying. Uh, have
0: you noticed they're not calling it Oleg on a South Charles Manchester United? T M.
1: That's uh, a bit long winded though, isn't it? <laughs> I suppose. It doesn't just roll off the tongue like Frank Lampard's Chelsea.
0: Well yeah, T M. Um what happens? Does he drop Pogba at some point?
1: Uh
0: or just, just keep because he, he's pretty insistent he's behind him i
1: mean who is he gonna put in instead it's not like the uh,
0: uh fred's the, still there
1: yeah i mean they could play fred and Matic together and it wouldn't help like <laughs> i mean i mean as one man like i don't mean like, uh, to be fair
0: yeah I'd, I'd let them play fred and matthew as, as a like an 11th and 12th man fuck it
1: <laughs> yeah well one of them all they can do is run and the other one can't run so two two negatives make a positive maybe
0: it's going, to, it's going to be really interesting. But yeah, I, 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 I don't see LA seeing that the season. You know, Man United fans as if... It's funny though, when he came in, they were like, oh, we're going to have this transitional period. Uh, and now suddenly they're turning him already. Um,
1: I think they obviously want Pochettino, really. I think that's like the ultimate aim of the Man United Well, I imagine he'll be free soon. Well, so as I was going to say, like, and he doesn't seem very happy with life either. But I don't think he would leave mid-season, so whether it's another scenario where like, Mike Phelan ends up in charge for half a season or something, I, I don't know. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I think the ultimate end goal is Pochettino.
0: Give it to Giggsy! Give it to Giggsy! Uh, he, he can dist- manage dist- two dist- teams at once, can't he? Well, he's
1: barely managing Wales by the looks of the <laughs> results, gonna,
0: so. okay. Oh, right, OK, no more, no more avoiding it. I'm surprised Ali didn't turn up randomly on the podcast for this <laughs> one. Uh, so the Saturday night football was Liverpool against Arsenal at Old uh, at Old Trafford. I wish it fucking was. we got a better record there. Uh, at Anfield. Um, this game produces more goals than any other fixture. Uh, usually Liverpool banging the majority of them in, and it was the same again this time. I feel a bit stupid. I've sat here for the last two weeks saying I impressed them with Liverpool, and now I've got to sit here and say how fucking good they were this week. They absolutely ripped us to fucking pieces. They
1: did, but you didn't...
0: But we done. played better than we have done in the last four seasons there.
1: Oh, going forward, yeah, but such a mess at the back. Like, obviously, a lot of playing out, which is not unexpected, that's what Arsenal do, but hmm? there's got to be times where you've just got to put your foot through it. Like, there's one where I think it was Sabayos tried to clear it from the corner flag, and it went to Mane on, like, the edge of the box. Yeah, yeah, was,
0: that, that was, like, one of their first main chances. Yeah. And, yeah. you
1: know, you obviously don't want lumping it back to front all game, but uh, when you've got two quick strikers playing, because you did essentially play two up front.
0: Yeah, we played 4 a, yeah. a diamond with mid- a diamond midfield, yeah. which is... Which, to the chagrin of many Arsenal fans, as I pre- pre- predicted that this would probably happen, is... Uh, some Arsenal fans like when we were like 2-0 down were literally on Twitter ripping Emery to pieces saying how ridiculous it was that we were playing um what was it? I think they were playing uh Sabeos on the left and stuff like this and like and, and Willock was playing like on the right wing and stuff. And like that that didn't happen at all. It was just that they had no Arsenal of these Arsenal fans had actually noticed we changed formation. Uh, so they were just presuming that people were playing like in, in their traditional roles yeah. and stuff. like that. And yeah, Emery got a grilling Like, why didn't Lacazette start? Where I think going forward we weren't that bad. Uh, just like the amount of chances Pepe had, he just he uh, just doesn't didn't you know didn't have his shooting boots on basically.
1: No, there was a, there was a few. I mean, even though seemed a bit uh, hesitant, I think there was a couple of chances he had where if he'd just taken a shot a bit earlier. Yeah, that um, one where Matip
0: caught up with him. Yeah,
1: I mean, Which, uh, you know, it wasn't. There's a lot of positives in there for you. Some,
0: mm-hmm. you know, talking, yeah. yeah. From I, you, but... I generally didn't know what was going to happen this game. I was confident on what I'd seen of Liverpool so far this season, but I knew if Liverpool turned up, hmm. they would fucking destroy us, which they did. Like Mohamed Salah was up for this game. I don't know if he's a Spurs fan or something, <laughs> but he was up for this game. Um, you know, we lost to a, a header from a set piece, yeah. which you know, okay, these things happen. We've not had the best record against them anyway. We lost to a penalty, which was a silly penalty to give away. Mm -hmm. And then an individual goal. That's that, those are three things that you can't really moan about. And I'd probably argue that if, we ha- if Luis hadn't given away the second penalty and been booked for it, the third goal wouldn't have happened.
1: Yeah, I was laughing at Danny Murphy on this one. He's was like, oh, Luis should just wipe him out there. I'm like, well, you do know he's like on, yellow he's on like, a yellow card. He's on a yellow card, yeah. He's not going to take a red card at 2-0 down with 20 minutes to go. Like, what's the point? <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I say, um, Monreal, he's been given some grief for not getting back and covering after Luis was, was, was left for dead, basically. But He's been dead on his feet for, for 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 like most of last season as well. He was never going to get yeah, back in time. He's, um,
1: I quite like Monreal but he's you uh, hmm? he, he wouldn't fancy him in a foot race against Mohamed Salah. Like just, yeah, so and Salah the, the, as well. So yeah, the minute
0: turn the minute turn is fit, Monreal won't play for us again. No,
1: he'll be playing the Europa League game yeah. I imagine. But uh, yeah. no, I mean it's the same old failings. I mean David Luiz is is very good in a lot of games, but against Pierce, he's always going to struggle. And mm-hmm. uh we saw Son last season gave him as rough a game as I can remember for a lot of years. And it was kinda similar here with Salah, just if you leave him exposed against Pace, he, he cannot handle it. Um, especially once he gets booked as well. Um I was kind of surprised the ref gave the pen for the pull because no one went down and it's very rare you see that given, so
0: Yeah, I say like, it wasn't unusual. Um But, but and
1: I, I think now that's as the well. Thing here again with with VAR as well, if he hadn't given it and Salah had missed, would have looked at that and gone, that's a foul. So I think refs now are thinking, well, I might as well give it because otherwise am going to look stupid because it is a foul but just because it hasn't gone down doesn't mean, it, you know, previously it wouldn't be given.
0: Yeah, it's one of those, I think David Luiz said in his interview afterwards, it's one of these things that happens in practically every game. It was a very quick thing. Yeah. It wasn't like he was, he wasn't actually pulling him back. He just had hold of his yeah. shirt and yeah. Salah was going forward. Um, it's, it's, so it salary. could have not, yeah, it could have not been given. Yeah. I I, so, but, I
1: don't even remember Salah appealing for it, to be honest. Um, no, no, like they say, didn't. It's so it's so rare that you even see them them given. Yeah. But uh, it is a pen, like it, you know, a Oh pen. yeah, if, if, uh, in
0: the rules, if in the rules it is, it's just it just doesn't get given very often. You know, you, you do that, you are risking a penalty. I? I do love that. Louise Lu- tried to appeal his innocence, though. Well, <laughs> well he would. <laughs> but you maybe. definitely had, unless he had a sticky shirt, <laughs> you definitely had your hands on it. Um. <laughs> But yeah, talking of VAR, did, did, do you have any idea what they were looking for during that like, five-minute breaking no, pay? I,
1: mean, I had no sound, so... I, I, to, I, to it, I, I moment, don't
0: think it would have made any fucking to, difference. To, to
1: this minute, like, I, I, I just remembered remember about it. Now, actually, it wasn't even on Match of the Day. I thought, actually, I wasn't. I fast-forwarded. I think,
0: it. They, I, think, I think they showed it at the end, like, just like, briefly.
1: Um, I remember thinking, what the hell's happening here? Um, it was, was it was a cross in the
0: box or something. Yeah, cross came in the box. And... Salah kind of like went for the ball and fell over, but, but... there was no one near him. There was nothing. And, and there, was, there
1: was like a potential red card
0: check, wasn't? It? Yeah, it was. A, it was a red card check, yeah. and they just and went. But because obviously they can sh- they show you what they're looking at. Yeah. They were literally just rewinding. Like random bits by the looks of it, and yeah, I, I no one thought, seemed to know.
1: I generally thought my sky got frozen because it, it just showed the same like still image on the screen for ages, like oh buffering.
0: Yeah, none of the commentators <laughs> had any clue what was going on. The players, no one had appeal for anything. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like wondering. It kind of broke Liverpool's. Um, you know, yeah. they had the, they were you know attacking and stuff like that, and Arsenal got the ball straight away and went up the other end and he scored. <laughs> and stuff like that so you know it could have been good for us but yeah it was really weird um, but yeah Pepe looked quite lively in this he was the first player to dribble past Virgil van Dijk since March 2018
1: yeah I still don't think that's that right but
0: no does. I don't because to be fair van Dijk looked a little bit flaky not well it's hard to say flaky when like <laughs> the, the, they basically handled us quite well but there were a few occasions where he he didn't look the, the, the impervious death machine he's yeah. been last season and so far. Uh, like. Matip that was fantastic.
1: He was, yeah. He's, he's come on well considering uh, he was out of the team for for Gomez last year. Even Lovren mm-hmm. at some points, but
0: uh Yeah. 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 Bastard. Hmm. Um so but Arsenal showed a lot of fight. Luca Terrera came on and, and scored. Um yeah, I think it was interesting that they, Arsenal spent the last, I think, ten minutes or so uh, with Pepe, Lacazette, and 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 um, on the pitch, mm. and it, it was clear that that was just done with next weekend's game in mind. Basically, you know, just I don't think we were three-one down. three-nil down. Basically, I don't think we we're going to come back and win. Uh, I think, although I do think, if we if, after Torero scored, if we'd got a second, yeah, it could gonna, have been interesting. See
1: if the game had been ten minutes longer. Um, yeah, it, it was. It was all one way traffic last ten fifteen. Yeah, minutes I
0: say because I, I say Liverpool were great. They they looked the Liverpool from la- early last season when they were steamrolling their opponents. But I still don't think they look as as good as Man City and stuff like that.
1: No, but guess it's results that matter and yeah uh, definitely they're getting them um and as you say this is, this is as good as they've played this season i would say mm.
0: bastards <laughs> again i say and, and wait i say last, last season we lost this game 5-1 and stuff like that so you know in three seasons time we might get a draw well
1: you never know sure uh, but will, yeah i'm sure Henry will have another tactical uh, masterstroke up his sleeve by then so
0: Oh, he'll be gone by then if the fans have everything to do with it, Jesus Christ.
1: No, I think Emery looks like a bit like a like a, a pissed off Alan Partridge.
0: <laughs> oh. Now you've said it, I can <laughs> see it.
1: <laughs> There's just certain first expressions he has. He's, <laughs> he's quite partridge esque in his demeanour, but uh then again I've I've been saying Pellegrini looks like a melted arson Wenger for years, so wow. maybe don't trust me on these matters.
0: So, yeah, but anyway, the important game's next weekend. As long as we win that one, I'll take losing to Liverpool. And to be fair, I don't think there's many fans in the country who wouldn't take losing to Liverpool at the moment. They're the the European champions at the end of the day. Uh, I hate that they raised their game for us because they haven't looked that bloody good, I'd say. Hence why I was expecting Ali to pop up at some point. Right, on to Sunday's games then. Oh, which one shall we start with, Dave? Should we do them in order?
1: We'll do them in order.
0: Okay, so first up was Bournemouth hosting uh, Manchester City at the 10,000-seater uh, coached known as the Vitality Stadium. Uh, this fixture last year saw Bournemouth put in one of the possibly the worst Premier League performances ever seen, where they had like hardly any possession and no shots at all. This time around, it was a bit of a different story. They still got beaten, um, but they look much better.
1: Mm. Yeah, I en- enjoyed this game. Um you know, at the start of this game, Kyle Walker oh. got booked after about 10 minutes for foul and, I want to say, Nathan Aggie. Yeah,
0: and then probably should have been sent off well, about five see, minutes after that. I
1: was adamant he'd been booked before that. Like, there was quite an early tackle where, I swear, he, he got booked. I remember seeing the yellow card, but obviously I didn't. Again, I have been drinking a lot this weekend, so I will not rule that out as being <laughs> the cause here. But anyway, um, and then, like, five minutes later, Edisons over by the left touchline, like foul and Callum Wilson. They're like, what's like, what's going on here? But... Uh, Unfortunately, like Man City, are always going to win games against teams who attack them because they just leave so many spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, Aguero just generally doesn't miss. Um, he must be delighted that Jesus has done his hamstring because Aguero will, will play <laughs> next week and probably score another hat trick.
0: <laughs> Do you think the Bournemouth have had to attack in this game after the criticism they got in this fixture lap in March?
1: Oh, I think so. At this time of the season, as well, where you know, you've got thirty-five games to to make up whatever happens. There's no point park on the bus, really. Not at home. Uh, you might as well have a go. You've got Wilson, you've got King, you've got um, new new Wilson, Harry Wilson. Um mm-hmm. Obviously Fraser's still there. They've, they've got a lot of attacking players. Bournemouth are one of those teams that aren't really suited to setting up to defend. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't want to give Steve Cook any more responsibility than he has. Like that seems like a, a silly idea. Um, mm. Even their fullbacks are basically midfielders who just happen to be playing fullback.
0: Mm. Uh, Daniels went off injured. Um no, I didn't see what happened because I got I, I went out for dinner and this was not the pub I went to and he was being stretched off as I got there. Uh, uh so I didn't see what happened and match of the day I didn't even show it.
1: He um he went across a ball and on the run and as soon as he hit it he was just like calling on the bench. So
0: okay. yeah, there's, there's, they reckon he might be out for a while.
1: Uh, I think he's just had one as well, so it's it's a shame for him. Uh, it, is, it
0: is a thing with Bournemouth how their injury record is, is ridiculous. Well,
1: it's second to, to none, I think. Um, both him and Adam Smith have in turns to get completely dacked for several months at a mm-hmm. time. Um, and then come back probably too soon and the same thing happens again.
0: Yeah, but so I did wonder. But then it brought Harry Wilson off the bench, so Aguero opened the scoring. Uh, I think Aguero's goal was quite fortunate. How like De Bruyne kind of missed it, uh-huh. and it it fell to him, and it, he put it in. Uh, but yeah, and then I think I think Sterling scored to put them two 0 up. That's
1: right.
0: Yeah, because obviously he's on fire at the moment again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Harry Wilson, who's on loan from Liverpool, uh, he scored. Was it last week? I know he scored already for them, hasn't he? Uh, this is his second goal. But yes, that's right, yeah. absolute peach of a free kick.
1: Unbelievable, um, especially against someone like Edison, who you know is a pretty mm-hmm. good goalkeeper when he's when he's not charging out to the touchline.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: but couldn't have been any more top corner I think, could it? It was. Uh, yeah,
0: even hit the bar on the way in, didn't it? That Just is- literally touched touch the bars, yeah. like a perfect free kick. Yeah, I mean, uh, I,
1: I kind of want to see how they get him and uh, Fraser into the team. I think obviously they both played last week at Villa. Um, mm-hmm. I think Wilson's been playing from the right, maybe, and Fraser from the left, and then he's obviously got King and Wilson to the middle,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, which is not a bad front four, unfortunately it's backed up by Jefferson, the yellow card, Lerma, and uh, yeah. and now Big Billy, um, so you know, it's very much a 4-2-4 almost.
0: Yeah, uh, so uh, Edison had a pretty decent game. Uh, he was making saves of everything. I think he saved one with his face yeah. at, uh, at one point. Didn't look very happy about it, though, did he? Uh, I think he was going to kill Mendy at one point. Well, um,
1: that was stupid. It was. So, he was so unhappy about it. The tattoo on the side of his head went from a smiley face to a sad face.
0: <laughs> wow! <laughs> have you been saving that, Dave? I have. Wow. <laughs> Uh, wow! Uh, David Silva marked his 400th game for Man City by promptly diving. Um, wasn't booked for it though.
1: No, well, Pep seems adamant it was a pen. Um,
0: but... So I think I think when on Match the Day two they showed it, and they, it it kind of looked like he took a stamp on his foot, but he was already on his way down by then.
1: I thought that. Yeah, he, uh, it didn't look natural I... to me. It didn't look like yeah. a natural like a natural fall. So uh... I
0: just I just don't get why he didn't get booked for it though. Considering it was it was reviewed by VAR, so if it wasn't a penalty, it was simulation. Surely they should be booking him.
1: Yeah, I mean, what happens if a penalty gets given and then they do VAR and they look at it and say, "Well, actually, it's um, it's it's a dive." Do they then get this retrospective ban for for fooling an official, even though it's been yeah. overturned?
0: Yeah, it's. It... It's it's fucking weird, but yeah, nice way to mark your four (laughs) hundredth game. But yeah, the only thing I got written down is yeah, Carl Walker was probably lucky not to be sent off, but that was pretty much glossed over. I don't think it was shown on Match of the Day two until after you know, like afterwards. I I don't think they showed either of the fouls in the highlights. And then at the end, when they were talking about saying, "Oh, maybe Carl Walker should have been sent off," but like, uh, yeah, well, probably fucking should have been.
1: I want this, when we did the Newcastle game, but the match did in not seem keen to show many uh, other incidents that you know went against the, the top four clubs. So,
0: well, yeah, to be fair, there is this. Uh, so we'll do Wolves Burnley next. Fucking Ashley Barnes continued his sc- fucking great scoring record. His twelfth goal of the year in the Premier League and his fourth Premier League goal this season. Yeah, he's believe he scored in every match. All to see that stupid fucking celebration of his. It's oh, awful. His- it was a good goal, though, to be fair. Uh, he, scores, he scores a it lot of a...
1: good goals. Like, he's, he's actually, if he wasn't such a dick, he'd be a good footballer.
0: Yeah, but, uh... it's like Peter Crouch was saying this. Peter Crouch was saying like he sees it, he sees him score those sorts of finishes and better in training when he was at Burnley. Right. And he says he just doesn't get the, the credit he deserves and he doesn't know why. It's because he's a massive cunt, Peter. That's why. <laughs> um But, yeah, Burnley, you know, I think Burnley surprised Wolves last season. I think they were the first team to beat them uh, last season, I think, at one point. Or they were unbeaten for a while, and Burnley went to Molineux and turned them over when they were playing badly. Um, Wolves' third game in less than seven days, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is where the Premier League let themselves down. Like, why did they put Wolves on Monday Night Football when they had a Thursday night game to come? Like, come Mm -hmm. on. Yeah. Just stupidity, man. I mean, it, you can't tell just, me they couldn't fe- they couldn't put Man United v. Wolves on another time, other than Monday night.
0: Yeah, and it's not just Premier League. Obviously, Sky have been involved as well. well you it's know, not, but, sorry, but you know, but it wouldn't have been so bad if Wolves had been at home on the first day. Yeah, so you the, know,
1: they finish that match Monday night. Tuesday is obviously like a cool down day. Fly to Italy, play a match, come back and then be ready to play Burnley at home, who are one of the most physical teams in the league, Yeah, <laughs> Say, thanks yeah, very
0: abso- much. Absolutely ridiculous. You know, they, they don't do anything to help the teams in, in Europe at all, do they? Uh, you know, and we spoke about it, like, Wolves don't have a, a big squad. You know, I don't think they rotated that many players in this anyway. I think um, uh, Doherty missed the, U- the Europa League game due to, like, illness. He came he came back in. Apart from that, I'm pretty sure it was, you know, practically the same team. Yeah. Uh, Gibbs-White came in and started as well, didn't he? Um, three draws in a row for Wall, so they're still unbeaten, but uh, you know, not hitting the high notes just yet, are they? But they are playing well in Europe, uh, I suppose. And Jimenez looked a real handful, as always.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know what you're going to get with Jimenez. He just works and works and works to the point where he wins, what was it, 96th minute penalty, 95th minute penalty?
0: Yeah, one in the 95th scored in the 97th. Did, did you think
1: it was a pen? I, I was literally just I, asking I, you the I, I, exact I same question. Like five or six times. I was thinking, looking at it, thinking, is that a foul?
0: <laughs> well, he's kicked his leg from underneath him. He's kicked his, you know, he's, Jimenez has put his leg across him to win to get the ball. Uh, and we'd already seen earlier on in the game that Jimenez had done exactly the same thing and Spannon had a shot on target. Ah, uh, true. So.
1: I just think if it had been not given in real time, I don't think it would have been overturned.
0: Yeah, probably not.
1: Um, but then again, I have been blind drunk most of the weekend. So
0: well, I say, they, all I've heard all weekend on various football highlight shows and whatever is how there is this high bar mm. for VAR not overturning decisions because they, <laughs> they they don't... There's some mandate where they don't want to be overturning too many decisions unless it's this clear and obvious error yeah. uh, which we will definitely be coming on to in the next game, I imagine. Um but, yeah, it, 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 it's one of those that, that, again, could not have been given. Like, you know, we said about the um, the David Louise one, there's, there's potential that might not have been given mm. and stuff like that. And, you know, so I don't know. But he's definitely kicked his foot from underneath him. It's Eric Peters, who is probably one of the most clumsiest fucking defenders in the world. Well, yes, um, he's been heavily involved in every game he's played for um, Burnley. I think he did he score the first weekend or set up no I think he set up I a think, couple in the, in the first, first Ashley Barnes maybe. I yeah. yeah. And then against Ars- against Arsenal he was at fault for something and stuff he, like that he, he
1: got turned by like did on yeah, the
0: yeah. Yes, that's the one. He's like, and then and then fucking yeah just smashes down Jimenez and stuff like that. But um again was from the brief highlights I've seen of this game it Burnley coming forward, this was especially for their goal. They came forward, the ball's coming down the middle and like, it was, where's Dwight McNeil? And then, I can't remember who it was, Was I think it was Hendricks or something, was breaking through the middle and he passed the ball to Dwight McNeil who was literally a yard away from him when all three of them were running forward at the same time. <laughs> and then all Dwight McNeil did was put it to Ashley Barnes who, who literally just hit it because he had nowhere else to go. Um, Oh, hello. Ross has a Barnes story. All right, that's. Oh, hello. <laughs> the voice in the background. It's like, um, it's
1: like North house party, this, isn't
0: it? <laughs> I know, yeah. It's only because you're about to slag off Ashley Barnes. This. I'm happy to hear this. I'm not, actually. I'm on his side in this one. Oh, you're Back not here. Day... Oh, we're losing Back you, Ross. <laughs> Back in the day when Leeds were owned by uh, GFA, it's <laughs> called Finance House they used uh football manager to decide. We didn't need to sign Ashley Barnes because we already had Luke Varney. And Luke Varney's FM stats were better than Barnes. So we didn't sign him. Luke Varney now plays for Cheltenham Town, I think. And Ashley Barnes is banging in goals every week in Premier League. Okay. But you did, sign, cool. you did, you did sign Ashley Barnes Jr. at one stage.
1: Ashley Barnes Jr.?
0: Yeah, that fucking big lump Chris Wood. Didn't you have him? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I love him as well. But yeah, yeah. You know what, I'll let you back to it. Cheers. Cheers,
0: lobby. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tails four from shit SFC. Actually, Ashley Barnes could have been even more disliked at Leeds. Oh, can you imagine how hated he'd be if he played for Leeds? Oh, oh, <laughs> That'd be burning effigies, something, wouldn't they? At least at Burnley he's not really doing that much harm. Oh fucking hell. Imagine if you played for Norwich he could do that that goal celebration much more better, couldn't he? Because he's having an extra finger. <laughs> Uh, let's just offend everybody oh, this weekend. Right, come on, Dave. I'm just going to let you go with the last game. Well, you must have enjoyed this as well. Like... I did. Oh, fucking this is the greatest thing ever. I only have one question that I want to ask you. Right. Right. Joel Linton mm-hmm. or Joey Linton because the fucking commentators could not <laughs> make this. their fucking mind up.
1: Yeah, his name isn't Joey Linton. He wasn't christened like <laughs> yeah. jo- Joseph Linton.
0: It was fucking ridiculous. Like yeah. every two seconds his name changed.
1: Uh, it took a go, well.
0: Yep. Yeah. I think only because he was knackered, personally. Without taking anything away from him, he looked exhausted while he was, I'd say celebrating, but he, he was literally just getting his breath.
1: Do you feel that was like a theme through the afternoon, though? Like, <laughs> everyone seemed knackered at all times. Um, it, it, well, it was hot, we'll give them that. It was like 33 <laughs> degrees or something, but uh, everyone to a man was just 9 out of 10 or
0: better. Steve so, Bruce, tactical genius?
1: Well, they just went back to the, the Rafa system, which was the five the two centimeters and then sort of like two off the striker um and it works it's it's what our players mm-hmm. are used to playing uh, he, he, like, even christian atsu came on and looked very good which
0: yeah I, I like christian atsu and he looked like the player that, that you know that i thought he was yeah. he, he's you know he's not you know he's, when he was at chelsea obviously he didn't get many games yeah. and stuff like that but you know he, he has those flashes
1: Look, compare Almiron this week to where he was last week and he looks a totally different player playing in oh, this, yeah. this system Like, I mean granted he spent a lot of his time at right back chasing Danny Rose around but mm-hmm. he still did it and it, he was good on the break and he was looking at the score and it's, it's amazing how things can look so much different after, uh, after one decent performance but mm-hmm. I mean that's the bar now, um, we'll come on to Spurs in a minute because they weren't particularly good but to a man our, our lads were, were spot on um, so Brucey can have this one because that was uh, if it's going to be like that every week, there'd be no problem. But uh, the fact is, the Norwich performance was as bad as it's been for a, a yeah. long, a long time. Um, so they've made up for that. So you know, Watford at home next weekend. Um, that's you know, that's a real kind of line in the sand kind of game. If you win that, you can you, know, you can start looking up the table. Huh. If you lose that, I mean, this win took us from 19th to 19th. That's how close the table. I was going. Yeah, that's what
0: <laughs> I mean. Yeah, that, that was that's ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> it
1: is. Um, but you know, it serves you right for getting beat 3-1 at Norwich. But, um, but no, this was this was good. Uh, I've got absolutely nothing negative to say on this from a Newcastle point of view, except for a couple of injuries. Um,
0: how, how much goodwill does this buy Steve Bruce, though?
1: Well, i say if we lose next week to Watford, then it's all it's all undone immediately because okay. again, a bit like a bit like uh, West Ham early, their season's not going to be made or, or, or made or broken by losing to Man City. But us losing to Watford is a bad result, certainly now because we're their 20th and we're nineteenth um beating Spurs is fantastic, but at the end of the season if if, if we are going to be in the bottom four or five or whatever um it's going to be because we don't beat teams like Watford
0: mm-hmm. so
1: okay. you can put down a real marker next week if he play as a similar system similar team mm-hmm. and play well beat Watford, then you start looking up the table but uh you know for now it's a it's a good weekend, but we need more of it
0: yeah, Longstaff seemed to make the difference. I think he was dropped. Was it last weekend he yeah, was dropped? It was, it was wasn't it? it? Was left out now, again. This, yeah. this was a
1: good call because Shelby has, was dropped for him, and this mm-hmm. wasn't Shelby's type of game because I think everyone knew we weren't going to have much of the ball. Yeah, uh, we needed workers in there, and Shelby isn't really a worker as much as mm-hmm. he's got a lot of ability. he's Not a, he's not a workhorse. Yeah, um, but Longstaff was very poor for ten minutes at the start. He kept giving the ball away, and then. He had that running shot just uh, just before we scored, and that seemed to turn it for him. He was uh, he was very good after that. Um, uh,
0: Saint Maximin mm-hmm. uh, injured himself.
1: Injured again, yeah.
0: Not sure what he did. He just pulled up, didn't he? And yeah, he it went, went down. So in. hamstring.
1: He was carrying a hamstring injury last week, which is why he was left out. But he, was, oh, okay. he, he was supposedly fine for this match, but uh, obviously not. So our our physios will be busy again because there's just three or four of them limping towards the end. I mean that was Atsu's first game yeah. uh, since last summer because so it was last season because he was at the AFCON and uh came back with an injury I think so he'd had no pre-season so I don't think there was ever the plan for him to play as long as he did. Um yeah. Linton ran himself into the ground. Um Yeah. What I was going to ask you about was um Sanchez on Muto in probably just about injury time or not not long before that. Muto got free Sanchez just hauled him back. Not even a free kick given.
0: I haven't seen this.
1: It was maybe 88, 89 minutes, something like that. Okay. Um, Sanchez and Muto were t- tussling for the ball on the halfway I was, line. I was
0: probably too busy laughing at you this probably point,
1: now, to be fair. Yeah. Muto took it off him and ran through and Sanchez just pulled him down. Um,
0: okay.
1: I don't Nothing know, given. Not even a free kick, which I find extraordinary because it was right in front of the linesman. but mm. Never mind. I said it didn't even make much of the day, so they obviously didn't feel a big deal about it. Um, the penalty showed for Kane. What's your, what was your thoughts on this?
0: Not, not a fucking chance.
1: I think uh, I think it was Crouch made a good point. That Kane goes to lean into him. Yep,
0: yeah, and he, that's what he, takes but him but over. He's not
1: there because he's on yeah. the floor.
0: And yeah, I, I think, think he, if Kane hadn't have moved in towards him, it would have been a penalty. Mm-hmm. Because obviously Lascelles has lost his footing and accidentally slipped out of her he's then also at the same point thought, well, he's going to have a shot here because it's Harry fucking Kane. <laughs> Although, to be fair, the way he is playing at the moment, I'd have probably let him shoot. Um, and yeah, so he's just thought, right, I'm, I'm going to probably take this in the head because you've done a lot of that sort of defending in the game as well. You know, it was a real, you know, throw yourselves in front of the ball kind of performance. And yeah, and then... Kane just hasn't noticed that he's not there anymore, exactly, yeah. and, and and he's got he's gone to nudge him out to get the extra yard to pull his shot away. He's not there and gone over. Yeah. I think if he'd just if Kane had not made that decision, it probably would have been a penalty.
1: Yeah, it looked like he was already on his way down by the time yeah. the actual contact happened. So, um, I, it, think that, it, I think the right yeah, decision was made.
0: Yeah, I think he had a, another poor game there, Harry Kane.
1: Well, I didn't understand where he was playing because it seemed to be a lot deeper than certainly Son and Times Um Almost playing like a ten.
0: Um... Yeah, I, I think at half time they showed these. It, well, it might have been just before half time they showed these touches, and it not. It was as if he was playing a game where he couldn't touch the ball in the box. Yeah. He had touched it all around the penalty area, but not actually in the area. Hmm. And and even then, at the beginning of the second half, he didn't get a single touch in the in the, in the penalty area. It, it was really strange. But I, I I don't think he's played that well all season. He scored two goals uh, in the first game of the season, which I think he was fortunate for both. Yeah. Um, and I don't. I thought he was terrible last weekend. I think Spurs were terrible last weekend. And, and again, we spoke about this last week. They somehow came away with a point at Man City. And I don't want to take anything away from, from Newcastle this weekend, but I thought Spurs were appalling.
1: No, they were. Um, as I think Pochettino mentioned afterwards that they're not in a good place at the minute because obviously the up in the air as he's staying mm-hmm. They're doing this ludicrous thing where he's like saying, Right, well we better we better win without Ericsson because he's not going to be here in a few weeks. And then they're losing at half time and he goes, Ah oh, well, I'll bring Ericsson on. Mm-hmm. and I say, Well you either stick with him or you don't because you you kinda expect players to come off the bench every week and just be able to turn a game around like it's not that simple.
0: Yeah. Um, well it worked last week for him, didn't he, he came, it was him well, that came
1: against it made a difference but you know, you can't just keep doing it. Um I mean, Brilliant. how, how long's left now? Five days. Like, will Eriksson? I mean, doesn't even he, he feel like there's anybody really linked with him.
0: I think Real Madrid have been linked for him, haven't they? I think PSG have had a look at him as well, but I think with his contract being up at the end of the season, he has—he's no intention of signing another one. No. You, you guarantee that Spurs are trying to get rid of sell him because mm. Daniel Levy ain't letting him leave for free, and they ain't getting nothing for him in January.
1: No, that's true. Um, but, you know, if Real Madrid want him, you think they will just bid for him. Yeah. Because it's not like Tottenham are waiting for the end of the transfer window. Like, I, I don't yeah. really see what, what Real Madrid have got to gain by not bidding for him yet. But.
0: Yeah, it is weird. Apparently, there's been reports as well, because they've, they've obviously signed like Lo Celso and in, in Doomlay as replacements. I don't think in doomlay's that type of player at all, though. No. Uh, but Lo Celso, he's more attacking-minded the two, I suppose. But apparently, they Spurs haven't been happy with him since he joined. Oh, right. Uh, I don't know Uh, apparently I I, I think the quote I saw is that he wasn't what they expected (laughs) I suppose you could say that could be a positive but uh... surely if you're you know putting a deal together where you could potentially be spending £80 million on a player um, you'd, you'd have a rough idea of how good he was I don't think he was that good when he was at PSG
1: a youth Football Manager, and uh, he said he had twenty for Pierce, but it turns out oh. he's, he's only eighteen.
0: So. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, so, but I say, I, from a few, I've seen a few uh, Spurs fans on Twitter saying that you know that there's rumblings in the club that all isn't well in general. Mm. Uh, Pochettino just definitely isn't fucking happy. Well, um, I don't know,
1: we went to this before, but I do wonder if he uh, he is regretting not leaving in the summer. Yeah, maybe. When, yeah. when, things, but... when things were very, very good, but.
0: Oh, Deli Ali will be back soon, though, lads. So you know it'll be well, okay. That's
1: another one. The way he's going to fit in, like they've got have got all these players. I suppose Lamella's probably the odd one out, but uh, even he, he seems to be like a, a good, shout for a goal at the minute with the way they're, they're playing. But uh, Kane doesn't seem to know where he's meant to be. Moore mm. has been
0: their best. He's so hit and miss. Yeah. He, he was. He was. He was not, not very good yesterday. You know, I'm, I'm sure I've asked this question on the podcast before. What does Harry Winks do?
1: Oh, absolutely no idea.
0: Fucking just passes the... Like, I could make the passes that Harry Winks makes. Yeah. He's the safest midfielder that yeah. I have ever seen. If he was playing in for, like, Burnley or somewhere like that, I'd understand it. But he's playing for a team that was, you know, apparently the second-best team in Europe last season. And he's literally just playing five-yard passes. Like, Jorginho is more adventurous than Harry Winks. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. get it. I don't get and it. And he'll probably be in the England team next weekend. He probably
1: will. Um... But him and Sissoko must be the the least inspiring centre midfield duo ever, possibly. Like, there's nothing good to say about that, that pairing, especially the supposed well, as you say, the, t- technically the second best bit of team in Europe.
0: Mhm. Yeah, it, it, it's weird. I've always, you know, admired Spurs' squad to to a degree. They've got, a, they well, they seem to have a very good starting eleven, but. I don't think they could tell you what that is at the moment. They don't seem to have a shape that suits all of the players at the club. Yep. And the players seem massively disinterested. I thought against City, they they didn't look like they were that bothered about the result. And then after, like, I, I watched most of this game live. And then I watched the highlights again on Match of the Day 2 yesterday. And even on Match of the Day 2, when they showed Newcastle's goal, like, no one, no one, even anywhere near a player. You know.
1: I mean, do you think they're complacent, or do you think they're just not playing anymore? Because I saw that. Though, what you're talking about the analysis where like no, yeah. no one got within, I think it was 15 yards of a Newcastle player at any point.
0: I don't know. Do they think yeah, Newcastle were terrible against Norwich last week, Next weekend, last weekend, we can just walk through them. It won't be a problem. Mm. Uh, but personally, me, if I was a player in any team I've ever been part of in the past, you'd see that as an opportunity to go out and put a marker down. You'd be like, all right, these lads, you know, they were battered last weekend by a newly promoted team. They're not in a good place. The fans hate the the club and hate the manager, (laughs) you know. uh, The players are playing a system that they obviously don't like. Let's go out there and and add to their misery. Let's go out there, you know, and and, and smash them. And they fucking, no, just they did not seem bothered at all.
1: They didn't. um, Even at full time, they didn't seem like, you know, as upset as you should be losing to Steve Bruce
0: yeah basically um but yeah i say but i don't want to take anything away from newcastle i was very impressed they were so organized yeah. you could tell that after that result last weekend bruce has had them on the training pitch and he's like this is our shape this is what we're going to do you know go out and do it and against that that must have been difficult knowing that they were, you know, they just lost to a Norwich team. Okay, Norwich are an attacking threat and whatever, but they're, again, they're a young, newly promoted team. Then going to apparently the second best team in Europe, who'd just taken points off Man City.
1: Well, this is it. It's um, it, it's a great result in isolation mm-hmm. if you look at it. You, yeah. I mean, who knows how the season's going to pan out? But if we get a better result than that, this season we're doing well. Um, very well, I'd suggest, but. It's just a shame that it's it's come after being properly dusted up last weekend. Um, And
0: I I also completely identify with the fact that I've never sat here slagging off Spurs, saying how bad they've been for the last two games, and it's the North London derby next weekend. And I did this with Liverpool. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Um,
1: the thing is, though, I'm a, a relative neutral in this. I cannot see how Spurs... Could beat you, you. Beat. Uh, let's say Arsenal play anywhere near their ability. I can't see how Spurs could would beat them next weekend.
0: No, and even even playing better than they played yesterday. If they turn up and play like that, Jesus Christ, it it could be a massacre. It won't be because I hope to God they wouldn't turn up and play like that because that'd be embar- embarrassing. Like you know, if if you can't get your players r- r- like ready. For the fucking biggest game of their season, basically, I don't care. You know, I don't care what position you're fighting for in the league. The North London Derby for a Spurs and Arsenal fan is the biggest game of the season, unless you know until you're talking about your Champions League finals and whatever. But obviously, that's not something that you, you're guaranteed to be in. If they turn up at a performance like that, I would expect Pochettino to not be there after the international break.
1: <laughs> well,
0: well, you'd, you'd have to look at something going. Wrong on a big level if that's the sort of performances if they put that performance out against Arsenal next weekend I can't if I was owner of the football club I'd be like if you can't motivate the players for that game get out
1: well I suppose that's one way of looking at it here.
0: yeah but they'll probably smash us 5-0 now and then I'll have to look at Arsenal Twitter so how, you know saying how Emery needs to leave and you know uh, Patrick Vieira needs to be my damn manager because he knows the club
1: it's all about knowing the club Chris
0: yeah, it's obviously working so well for our friends in Manchester. Sure. Uh Right, I think that covers all of the Premier League games this weekend. I say it's 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 been a weird season. But some of the results are absolutely meant like the weekend. Uh, what big games have we got next weekend, Dave? I know you've got the pictures just in front of you. I uh,
1: do. Let's pretend I do anyway. Um, well, obviously, you mentioned the North London derby. That's a, a huge game. Um, mm-hmm. We've got Southampton v Man United. It's the Saturday lunchtime. Uh, Burnley Liverpool is the Saturday tea time. Uh, Manchester you've got Brighton at home, so that should be an easy win for them, you'd think. Chelsea got Sheffield United at home, so you'd think they'd win. Uh, I've mentioned you've got Watford as a potential early six-pointer, and the, the Sunday other game is Everton versus Wolves.
0: Oh, okay, Everton versus Wolves sounds like it could be an interesting game then.
1: Yeah. yeah. I also in the in the opening to this show I said. um, there's only one club, hasn't won yet. There's um, actually two, because Wolves have managed three draws. Oh, Wolves have drawn three, yeah. yeah. So they made a right knob out of me, but still, we'll correct it before we finish.
0: Oh, Newcastle got a midweek game, I see. in oh, the, uh, the, old... The,
1: the old Magic Carabao Cup.
0: Yeah, that's good. Where, we,
1: where uh, we, we, we drew the highest ranked team in the, in the pot. So.
0: <laughs> let's, yeah, Leicester. Let's, uh, <laughs> just yeah. just saying, at, at least you're at home <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you, I mean, interesting question. Then, quickly before we, we we wrap up, if you're a team like Newcastle, right, how seriously do you take the Caribou Cup, basically?
1: Well, I've probably been on the show with me before where I've gone on rant about the cup because mm-hmm. to me the cups all we've got to play for. Um, I'm not bothered about whether we finish 18th or 17th. Like the odds are, we'll throw some money, we'll come back up. Um, but the cups, if we get to a final, like that's what you'd remember. Like I would never. Mm-hmm. I'm due to have a son in a few weeks' time. Um, I can't imagine me saying to him in six years' time, I'll tell you what, we finished 13th once and it was the happiest time of my life. Whereas I could say, you know, I've been to Wembley to watch us play in a cup final and we got beat 4-0, but what a day it was. Um, That's the way I look at it. Maybe I'm stupid, I don't really you know, buy into the the business side of it, but... Mm. um, obviously I want to stay in the league, if it came down to it, do you want to you know, reach the fourth round of the cup or stay up, obviously I'm going to say stay up, but um, you've got to be in it to win it. Um, yeah. And I've seen, we've all seen teams a lot smaller in stature than Newcastle reach cup finals in recent years. Yeah. I mean, we've seen Birmingham win a cup. Like,
0: Alright Dave, alright.
1: <laughs> so all I'm saying is, I, I mean, if we can get... I would never throw a cup game, certainly this time of the mm. season. Like, who knows yeah. going to if we're 10th at Christmas and we're out of the League Cup in the first round or second round, you know, what's the point?
0: Mm. Um, I always wonder, I always wonder, so, because obviously the big clubs don't take the League Cup very seriously at, at the start, anyway. No? And then, and then, so you wonder what the knock on effect is for the, the smaller Premier League clubs where they think, well, do we even bother because no one cares if we win it because they'll just say the Premier League clubs don't make take it seriously and I can't imagine there's that much prize money involved and, and stuff like that
1: probably not but uh, I guess this is why it's a bad draw for us as well with Leicester because Leicester are the type of club who should be going hell for leather to win this um because they're not going to finish any higher than sixth at a push if Chelsea fall off the pace or Man United fall off the pace you know that they, they might sneak into the top six um but you know they could easily make a cup final with the right draw mm-hmm. um you know, there's, there's a lot of terrible teams we could have drawn and instead we've got Leicester which means there's going to be a lot of bad teams the next round so look on the bright side I suppose
0: Yeah, Excellent, right, anything else you want to cover before we shoot off?
1: Uh, no, no, that's uh, that's good for me this week
0: No? Okay. We will be back next weekend as the the international break isn't quite upon us just yet. Uh, You can find us on Twitter at ManOnThePost. You can find us on Facebook and every other social media service known to Man. I think there's an Instagram account uh, that gets used occasionally if Ross has found the passwords for them all. (laughs) Uh, You can find Dave.
1: Uh, I'm at CM9798 on Twitter
0: he has his website as well where he's got uh, loads of series that he publishes for the weekend on a Sunday, I believe. That's right, yeah. Uh, give the address out to that.
1: Oh, it's, uh, it's just cm9798.co.uk
0: See, And that uh, is it then. That is us for another week. Uh, thank you for listening and always remember to keep your man on the post.